Welcome, listeners, to The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon, the podcast that highlights cozy and traditional mysteries. You won't find stories filled with explicit sex or graphic violence. You will find interviews with authors who create crime fiction filled with intriguing plots, engaging characters, and high-quality writing. Thanks for listening. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, author and host of the podcast. Catherine Bruns, author of The Italian Chef Mysteries, joins me in the corner today to chat about The Enemy Unyoki, her latest novel. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, thank you, Alexia. It's great to be here. Um, And to make sure I am pronouncing your last name right, it's Bruns? Yes, and uh, for the record, you are one of few people who gets it right, so... (laughs) I, I may have said Burns a few times off mic. <laughs> it's funny, the first book that I ever wrote, I was so excited when I got the cover and uh, the artist had spelled my name wrong on that. So. <laughs> oh, we definitely want to get it. It's, it's, it's Bruns for anyone looking for a copy. B-R-U-N-S. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, the, um, and it is spelled right on the, on the cover of the arc that I have. <laughs> It's uh, good to know. <laughs> speaking of which, uh, the enemy Yunyoki is the third of your Italian chef mysteries. So would you tell us uh, what Chef Tessa Esposito is up to this time around? Yes, um, just a quick, some quick background if people aren't familiar with the series. Tessa is a um, fabulous Italian chef and the book is set in upstate New York. She lost her husband a little over a year ago. So she's a new widow. She actually lost him. It was, at first I thought it was a tragic accident, but it turned out to be murder, of course. And uh, now it's about 14 months later, Christmas is coming and she really wants to enjoy the holidays. Um, She's very busy at her new restaurant, Anything's Possible. And in the midst of everything, she has a very dear friend. His name is Archie, and he runs a local coffee shop, Java Time. And it turns out that he is accused of murder. And she wants to do anything she can to help him, of course, in cozy fashion here. And uh, speaking of, of cozy fashion, your cover, in addition to spelling your name properly, it's absolutely adorable. <laughs> the uh, artists over at um, Sourcebook just do such a great job, I think. Yes, it's, it's got this cute, scully Christmas cookie with a <laughs> uh, charming little uh, tuxedo cat uh, trying to, to eat it. Um, well, you, you... That's, that's Luigi. <laughs> Now, Luigi's the cat in the book, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is is one of your actual pets a model for Luigi on the cover? He is actually. Spike is a tuxedo kitty. He's about 10 years old. And uh, he was very happy when I told him that he was going to have his own series. So <laughs> I, I can see Spike stealing a Scully Christmas cookie. That just kind of works. Yes. <laughs> 
Now what's inside the covers is charming as what's on the cover, especially the recipes at the back of the book. So mm-hmm. who developed those? Did you develop them or someone publisher? I, the Noki recipe itself, I found one and I did some uh, changes and additions to it. But the other recipe, uh, I don't know if you've heard of um, cinnamon sugar and a little bit of murder, the blog by Kim Davis. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. She, um, she does, she reviews uh, a lot of culinary cozies on her blog and she's become a very dear friend and she's been great enough to actually give me one of her recipes for each book. And the, the best part is I don't have to test these out because hers never fail and they're all fantastic. So she has the one for the uh, gingerbread pizzelle. She gave me that. And I'm trying to remember what the other recipe was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I wrote this over a year ago. So sometimes it's not too easy. It's so easy to remember. Um, I think maybe there was bolognese sauce in there. I'm not sure. Let's see. I actually have the book. So we've got the. Oh, good. <laughs> I have it too, actually. <laughs> looking at it. Chocolate cookies. So cho- uh, Yes, yes. Those uh, actually were um, a friend too. And she lent me the recipe for that. And you've also got a Christmas time cookies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Time or thyme. <laughs> now, um, do you, does she give you recipes specifically de- designed to or developed to go with the story or does she? Yes. If I, I came to her, like I have another book that's coming out in September in a different series. And in the book, it's, it's a bakery series and there are smash cake bombs involved so I went to her and I said do you by chance have one and she's like no but I'll whip one up for you so I was like oh awesome <laughs> she's terrific uh, so it's, it sounds like it's it's pretty easy to work with a custom recipe designer it sounds like you, you two just kind of you, know, you tell her what I'm you very do. lucky I mean she enjoys doing it and I'm just so lucky that she's 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 willing to loan me the recipes for it now um of course, these are Christmas recipes because the enemy gnocchi is set during the Christmas holidays. Yes. So how did you balance a very festive season with murder, which is far more <laughs> tragic than festive? Well, it, as it turns out in the book, Tessa is making Christmas cookies for the Festival of Lights, which is an event that's big in her small town of Harvest Park. Every Christmas, um, there's a light show. You can drive through it. And there are different, uh, there's gingerbread houses all lit up. There's uh, Santas, there's uh, um, Christmas trees, everything you can think of outside. And people drive through the site. And at the end, there's a um, little house they go into where there are things you can buy for Christmas, little knickknacks and stuff. And there's, of course, plenty of food and um, children can visit with Santa. Well, in this case, um, the man who was supposed to play Santa has come down with the flu. And Tessa's looking for a Santa for her her, uh, breakfast with Santa event at the restaurant. But besides that, we learned that um, this gentleman named Mario, who is the new owner of uh, the, the coffee shop, which has opened across the street from her friend Archie's, has uh, somehow wheedled himself into getting to play Santa and uh, uh, excuse me Mario is not a shall we say friend to everyone he's an enemy there's the 
the title there. Um, no one likes the man because he's rude. He's doing things to put other people out of business, specifically Archie. He's got this Christmas game he plays at his establishment. And in the meantime, everybody's wondering, where's he getting all this money from? Because he's just started up this business. And so Archie and uh, him aren't exactly hitting it off. He decides to jump in and offers to play Santa for the event. And the night that um, Tessa goes with some of her friends to the Festival of Lights, they're standing around enjoying hot chalk on everything, watching Mario with the children. When Mario goes outside for a break, there's a scream. And guess what? Mario is found face down in the snow, dead. Santa's dead. So, <laughs> so you, you, you killed Santa and still managed to keep it kind of fun. So <laughs> I hope nobody will be mad at me for that. He wasn't a very nice Santa. So <laughs> now your, your town Harvest Park is, is quite vivid in your novels. So is this a town that you've created? It is actually, yes. I, I live in upstate New York. I grew up here. Um, I actually live in the country right now, but uh, it's, it's based on a town outside of um, the Albany area. And I'll admit that like probably, well, I won't say most, at least many people, when I think New York, I immediately think New York City. So apologies mm-hmm. in advance because That's okay. most of New York is like not like New York City. So what's what's the rest of the state like um, for, for those of us who are surprised that a Harvest Park exists in New York? Well, I, I can't say for the entire state. I mean, we get a lot of snow here, of course, um, more so than New York City usually. Uh, and upstate, the, the snowiest part actually is Western New York, um, where my other series is based out of. But in upstate New York, it's a nice area. Um, I actually live about a half hour from the Vermont border. It's, it's very rural where I am. But I wanted to make Tessa's town local to um, a larger town like Albany, uh, but still be that quaint little cozy town that um, everyone, most cozies have in their books. So what what would someone be, you think someone would be surprised to find out about uh, upstate New York? Um, well, apparently there's a lot of murder here, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, another thing that uh, they're, find out uh, from reading your book is that uh, Tessa, as you mentioned, is a chef and she's just opened her own restaurant. So what yes, and inspired you to Anything's change? possible. Anything's possible, which is a great name for a, for a restaurant. <laughs> so what inspired you to choose the restaurant profession as, as a profession for your sleuth? I have done a lot of culinary cozies. Uh, this is actually, well, actually I have a new series coming next year. So that one will be my fourth culinary series. Um, I guess I, I like food. I like to eat. Um, I like to bake. So <laughs> it seemed a natural, I guess. Uh, culinary cozies are very popular. Yeah, do, do you have a background in the, the culinary industry? I do not. No. I, I like to bake as far as the cooking goes. I, I get impatient. So if it's a recipe that's very long, I, I probably won't try it. <laughs> How, how did you do research into the industry? Or did you uh, f- uh, find a chef uh, to ask questions of or just lots of uh, on-site research at your favorite restaurants? <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? Mm, that, that sounds uh, 
Very fun. Um, I actually have a friend who owns a local restaurant. So I went to her with a lot of my questions and she was a huge help with that. And, you know, I, I of course did some research online too, as well. And I actually, my, uh, my father was born in Sicily. So I do know of some, some family recipes that I was able to use. And you mentioned Sicily. Um, a lot of us probably also don't realize that all Italian cuisine is not the same. So how does Sicilian cuisine differ from, say, Rome or, or some other uh, region of Italy? Um, I'm, I can't really comment too much on that because I don't know about it that much. I just meant that uh, there were some family recipes that had belonged to his mother that I was able to um, access. So as far as other parts of I've never been to Italy, unfortunately, I wish I had, but um, I don't have much expertise in that. So I don't want to say anything and then have somebody come out and say, oh, wait, no, it's not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, uh, can you tell us about the, uh, the recipes that your, so it'll be your grandmother, right? Handed down? Um, yeah, there is one for uh, tomato sauce, and a friend of mine actually uh, that uh, brought in some to my uh, workplace one day. She made um, bolognese sauce, and we tried it out. And she and I also uh, took a um, a cooking class at a um, a local venue, and we learned how to make three different kinds of sauces and to learn to make pasta. And the best part was we got to sample everything. So mm, that was a lot of fun. We made bolognese, we made marinara, and I carbonara. And what's the difference between the three? The carbonara has a, a bacon in it. Um, it's really yummy. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other ingredients and it's kind of escaping me right now. I haven't made it myself, but the, the bolognese sauce is like your um, typical meat tomato sauce. And, and it's, it's really, really good. Um, and the marinara of course is, is not as heavy. It's a lighter sauce. But that, I'm, I'm still stuck on the bacon and the carbonara sauce. I'm like, oh no, yeah. that sounds yeah. really good right now. It is. It is really good. <laughs> Uh, now, now, as you mentioned, the Italian Chef Mysteries is not the only series that you've authored. Um, but you also have, what, the Cindy York Mysteries, the Cookies and Chance Mysteries, and the Aloha Lagoon Mysteries. Yes. So what's, what's your secret for managing multiple series? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, uh, I have to admit I'm not the most organized person in the world. So a lot of authors I know create Bibles of sort to keep characters straight and series straight. But uh, of course I'm not that organized, as I said. Um, I've always thought about doing it, but never gotten it around to it. Um, I'm, I'm currently not writing anymore in the Aloha Lagoon right now, although my, my publisher had asked me for one more. So it's basically, I am planning on doing another Cindy York. Um, it's, it's difficult because, but the characters are all different, very different in each one. So that, that does help. But um, occasionally there's a situation where I was doing a, um, I was doing a response to a blog for my um, 
for the series this morning and asked for Tessa's middle name. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't remember. <laughs> so I had to like go back and search to the first book because I mean, I wrote that book three years ago and you know what it's like. You, you Sometimes you just don't remember all the details in there. There you go. I, I, I confess, I do sometimes forget things and, and I have, um, uh, in addition to paper copies of my books, I do have the electronic versions with certain things, bookmarks, so I can search for them quickly because mm-hmm. of the detail. So yes, I do understand that. <laughs> now, um, you're, one thing that's that's fun about uh, culinary themed cozies, especially, is the titles. And some of your titles are silenced by sugar, icing on the casket, <laughs> uh, it can only be murder. Um, and of course, the one we're talking about now, the enemy Yinoki. Um, and I also have to apologize to anyone listening if I'm butchering the pronunciation of Yinoki. Uh, so how, how do you come up with the, with the, the title or, or does someone at your publisher come up with them? For the Italian chef mysteries, actually, my editor came up with those. Um, but I've come up with all the ones for the uh, Cookies and Chance series by myself. Uh, my publisher was, uh, she was in agreement with those. Um, I kind of like, since it's set in a bakery, to have that one word that identifies bakery and that one word that also identifies um, murder or death or something along those lines and try to put them all together. And I also like it to pertain to the story if possible. For example, icing on the casket, which everybody knows would be a pun for icing on the cake. In this situation, Sally, the main character, her father is, um, he's just recently bought a um, mortuary and he's a, um, he's a mortician now. And he goes to visit a friend of his who is also a, um, a mortician and finds him dead in one of his own caskets. So that kind of inspired the title. <laughs> and uh, going back to uh, the enemy Yinoki, uh, you've created a, a stew of business rivalry, romantic jealousy, politics, and shady business dealings as, as possible motives for the murderer. So what challenges did you face in tying all of those separate threads together to come up with this, come to a satisfying conclusion? Hmm. Well, sometimes it's hard. I will go through the, uh, the first draft. I'll write out the first draft. And sometimes um, to me, it feels more like a very long-winded synopsis instead. <laughs> so the second time I go through and I edit, it often takes me almost as long as it takes me to write the book. And I try to tie things together. I'm fortunate to have two excellent beta readers who point out things that I might have missed. And then my agent reviews it and she comes back with wonderful edits. And then it goes on to my publisher and there's a couple of more rounds of edits there. So I like to think that after I've read it seven or eight times that it gets smoothed out a bit and uh, flows better, usually is the case. I don't always know who the killer is. I I mean, I usually do, but sometimes I will change my mind in the middle of it. And then there might be that aha moment where it's like, oh yes, it has to be him or her because they did this back in the beginning of the book. And so it's it's nice when it works out that way that it all ties together. So do do you outline your books or does the first draft sort of serve the function that an outline would serve? Um, no, I, I outline a little, not as much as I should. I'm very much the pantser. And sometimes uh, 
Oh, I don't know. It can be difficult at times. I'm, my outline kind of consists of chapter one, Tessa's in the restaurant. Tessa waits on customer. Customer dies. That's, <laughs> that's my idea of an outline. <laughs> that's a pretty exciting story, though. Uh, waiting on customer, customer drops dead. Okay. <laughs> it's something to work with there. Right. <laughs> Uh, uh, in addition to you know, the, the multiple themes that have to, to weave together to come to the conclusion, you have another strong theme in your stories is family. Um, Tessa's family members play significant parts. Uh, so can you tell us a little more about her family and what led you to give them such an important role in, in your novels? Certainly. Um, I actually like to have a strong sense of family in any of my cozies. I, I think it gives it more of a cozy feel. Um, in Tessa's case, she's, like I said, she's newly widowed. Um, her mother lives nearby um, and she's an only child, but she has cousins. That's uh, Gabby and Gino. Gino is a um, police detective in the town. And Gabby is kind of like the sister that uh, Tessa never had. They're, they're very, very close. And she, of course, is uh, Tessa's sidekick when she does investigate. And are, are any of uh, Tessa's family members inspired by your own family members? Um, not really in this book. There are a couple in the Cookies and Chance mystery, but um, not, actually, no, I didn't base any of these characters on my own family. <laughs> At least not that you'd admit to, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I want them to still talk to me, you know? <laughs> So, so what's what's next for Tessa and her and her cousins and the the other residents of uh, of uh, Harvest Park? I do have more plans for Tessa. Um, this was a three book series, so I do need to wait and see if the publisher wants more. I hope they will, but uh, it's a wait and see right now. Hey, and you mentioned that you're working on on another series to to add to your. Uh, incredibly impressive uh, output of, of, of series. Uh, can you talk about that a little or is that? Still sure. I actually have a new series coming with um, Source Books uh, imprint Poison Pen next year. And guess what? It's another culinary series. <laughs> it is the Maple Syrup Farm Mysteries. It takes place in Vermont. And the main character's name is Layla. She comes home after her father has died, he runs the business and to her amazement, he's left it to her. And um, there's also a strong sense of family in this book. She and her mother have not always had the greatest relationship. Um, Layla's family is Lebanese and uh, mine is as well. My uh, grandfather, uh, my maternal grandfather was born in Lebanon. So it's kind of an own voices book too, as well as culinary. And it does um, explore the maple syrup mystery, or excuse me, maple syrup business. So a little of each in there. And how, how do you decide on, on the different cuisines for your, for your series? You've got bakeries, you've got Italian cooking, and now you've got uh, Lebanese cuisine and maple syrup. How do you, how do you decide which, which of those many delicious things to go with? Well, I like to have ones that I'm familiar with. Um, as far as the Italian food, I did my, my grandmother was a fantastic cook. I have some friends who are fantastic cooks. I mean, myself, I, I can 
I can make gnocchi. That's about it. Um, I, I'm not, uh, I need ones that I'm familiar with. Um, and as far as Lebanese food, I'm, I'm very familiar with that. I grew up eating it, um, have some fantastic cooks on that side. So I, I definitely, I wouldn't pick something that I knew nothing about, like, um, um, maybe Spanish food or, uh, um, I'm trying to think of another example, um, maybe German. I, I don't really know much about their cuisines. Okay, I don't know anything about it. So uh, I try to stick with ones that I know more about. Well, I, I'm, they all sound delicious. Um, and for, for readers who would like to find out just how delicious the Italian cuisine is, uh, where can they buy a copy of the Enemy Gnocchi? Oh, you can buy... Well, it's coming out October 26th, I should say that, and it will be available in Barnes and Nobles. I'm sure your local bookstore, if they don't have it, uh, can order it for you. I love to uh, support independent bookstores. Um, you can buy it online at Amazon. You can get it on my website. All of my books are up there. It's, it's available for pre-order there now, too. In any particular uh, bookstores in upstate New York you'd like to give a shout out to? Oh, Northshire in Saratoga. Wonderful store. I'm doing a book signing there in November. Uh, do, you know, do you know the date in November? Yes, it's November 19th. And if readers want more information on that or to connect with you in some other way, um, you oh, absolutely. You can, or another social media presence? or Yes, you can go to my website, which is katherinebruns.net. And it is on there. You can always email me through the website for some more information and I'll get back to you. Um, I'm also, you can check out my author page on Facebook, Catherine Bruns Books, uh, Instagram, Catherine Bruns Books. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. That's about it. Not into TikTok yet or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> one of these days, maybe I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, between Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and your, your website, that I'm sure there's plenty of ways that readers can find out more about you and your current series and your future series. Um, and maybe get some some uh, ideas for uh, 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 dining options too. Uh, oh yes, I have a I have a monthly newsletter. You can go to my website, sign up for that, and you get a free uh, Cookies and Chance ebook when you sign up. Well, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to talk to me today, Catherine. Uh, that's uh, all I have, but I appreciated uh, having you as as a guest in the corner today. Thank you so much, Alexi. I enjoyed myself. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. My guest today was Catherine Bruns, uh, spelled correctly on the cover of her book. Uh, she is the author of The Enemy Yunyoki and the latest Italian chef mystery. I'm Alexia Gordon, your host. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating or review. Help me keep bringing you fun and informative chats with authors of cozy and traditional mysteries by supporting the podcast on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash author Alexia Gordon. Until next time, goodbye.